Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your line so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I am Rainy Hale, so you know this is Horse Thursday. Uh, Today is Thursday, July 7th. I'm super happy to be with you all here today. Um, uh, I hope everyone survived 4th of July. Uh, We're still getting, I still have fireworks being let off all all night. (laughs) Not all night, but for quite a while every night since 4th of July. So I hope all everyone's animals are handling them well. My dog doesn't care, so I'm lucky. Um, but I hope everyone's horses and, and dogs and cats have recovered from that 4th of July. We've we've had a lot of activity at the clinic from, from post-4th of July celebration problems. So I hope everyone did all right. Um, and before I say hello to my co-host we've got on today, I want to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We almost always are going to have an event coming up, a website, somewhere to find some really great information. Um, so you want to be ready to write that down. And uh, please press 1 on your phone if you have any questions, comments, testimonials. We'd really love to hear from you. As you all know, it's a big part of what our show is all about, is, is hearing from all of you. Um, that's why we do this, is to, to be able to answer your questions and, and help educate you. So it's helpful to know what you all want to hear about. Um, and, but as a reminder, for this show, we do need to keep it to um, use of the horse unit on horses and really more behavioral and training type aspects and keep away from the, the medical questions. We have a, you know, a, um, a, a specific line where you can talk to Dr. Vonk and ask her any of those specific medical questions you have. So use that for that and use us for all the rest. Um, all right. With all that being said, I'm going to say hello to my co-hosts who've got with me this morning. Tiff's here with me this morning. Hi, Tiff. Hey, good morning, Rainy. Good morning, Cindy. Um, good morning, Block Talk listeners, and just grateful to be here again this week, Western College, and we have some great testimonials to share with you for today. I'm happy to have you, and of course, we've got Cindy this morning, too. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Tiff and Rainy and everybody out there. Um, still, uh, my horse has got a lot of exercise, I found. <laughs> I don't love their fireworks. I didn't know that I was surrounded by them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was a learning experience. You know, they're smart horses, but it was, some of these things were a little close. And um, so lucky that um, no mishaps, but certainly, you know, it was it was a night to stay up late and watch. So hope everybody else 
horses were safe. I've heard, seen some things on Facebook where there's, you know, there's always some issues. I'm just sorry to hear about that. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. Perfect. All right. Well, Cindy, I know there was a couple things that you wanted to um, talk about before we kind of got into the meat of what we were going to do today. Do you want to go ahead and um, start? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So um, I guess the first uh, couple of things uh, that I wanted to remind everybody of, if they haven't noticed it already, is that we have uh, that in the um, BBO event, there is a second Equine Academy date coming up quickly. On Monday, July 18th, um, we pick Mondays because we're trying to avoid weekends, particularly during show season for people. Um, but that registration, um, you know, we expanded the size, so there's there's um, about 140 spots available still. So you do need to register in advance. This is not for your customers. It's not for guests. It is for IBDs. Um, and so I encourage you to try and fit that into your schedule. I don't think we're going to offer this every month. It, you know, may get down to something like quarterly, but we will do more. Uh, they are not recorded, so they are intended for you to be there and you want to be on record that you attended in case um, they use um, attendance of this as some kind of a selection criteria in terms of uh, being a vendor or participating in corporate events and things like that. So, um, again, don't try and sneak your customers in. <laughs> um, we want to be able to talk about, um, you know, internal distributor issues as and uh, training. And, you know, down the line, that is one of our goals is to be able to uh, have have customer training as well. But right now, customer training comes under our jobs as distributors. Um, and it will always be that emphasis. So take advantage of that. If you're listening to this and you are a newer to horse and the Beamer horse set um, knowledge, um, there is the um, horse set um, basics, if you will, that was done live also in um, last month. Is has been cut up into little uh, bite-sized modules. It's, it's just about an hour total if you did all of them, but it is a separate category under e-learning. So even if you you know had a pony when you were a kid or you know and had nothing recently or something, it's a good refresher or reminder. You know, focusing on, and it's not intended to be a magic pill that says, well, if you listen to this, you know everything, because of course <laughs> people know this is an ongoing process. There's always more to learn, and there's no place to go to say, well, this is going to give me everything I need to know. But but uh, you want to take advantage of the things that are out there. So, you know, go in the BBO before this, uh, the e-learning, and do that before um um, if you're particularly if you're registered for this uh, upcoming academy, please. It will just make it more meaningful for you because we're not going to talk about a lot of real basic things uh, there. So, um, any questions or comments about that part? I know Rainy, you and, and Tiff. I don't think you were able to do the first one. Um, this next one would be great because there's space, and you know, always love the feedback because there's you know there's certainly room for improvement. So. Yeah, I wasn't able – I didn't want to take a spot on the first one um, just because I know everyone was just chomping at the bit waiting for it, and I wanted people that, you know, 
needed it more than wanted it to um, to be able to to go to it. So um, definitely, I'll keep an eye on this. And uh, Mondays are hard for me um, just for my work schedule because yeah. I work at the vet clinic that day. So I can definitely, if I if I plan ahead, I can I can do that. Um, but yeah, my plan was to wait for a few so that I could let all the people who really needed it um, to get in in first, and then I would you know jump in when I could. But if there's space, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I mean, it really it slowed down. As I said, out of 250, there's probably 100, about 140, I just checked today, left available. So definitely space. One of the things that came up, um, you know, there's a section on compliance, and compliance is, is a big issue, particularly in the horse show uh, aspect. Um, the majority of complaints and issues that compliance gets are about horse show conduct and um, behavior and um, so one of the uh, and there was a lot of questions during the academy that we knew that uh, you know there was going to be some changes coming up and in fact you saw those changes referenced in the corporate newsletter for this month if you look under, you know they have different sections if you look under the one for compliance they talk about effective August 1st their expo policy will change. And, you know, it applies to human and horses as well, but um, we're interested in the horse part. And unfortunately, it's in the middle of, <laughs> right in the middle of season, but um, it, it's a pretty substantial change. And so I just, I, I want to read just a couple of sentences from that that says, um, the, the process will change so that now the IBDs will register with the vendor. That means the venue, um, so the place putting it on first, and then with Beamer compliance rather than the other way around as it's been. So in addition, the uh, maximum 10 event rule requirement is being waived. Their experience has shown your relationships and forward planning were too limited by this policy. However, both of these enhancements will remove Beamer's promise of exclusivity as a Beamer vendor at, at any event because we don't have full control over any pre-existing relationships with the vendor or clients at the show that can still be visited even without a booth registration. And so the objective is to try and diffuse many of the who registered first with whom conflicts that Beamer Compliance is inundated with. So, um, and it goes on to, you know, say a little bit more. I'm not going to read it all, but check that out um, and see how that uh, impacts you uh, going forward. And specifically, I'm going to ask, we're, we're going to try and have uh, Michelle Lautner, who's head of compliance, be able to answer questions. But she wants them writing. And so what I would ask that people do is within the next week or sooner than later, put it that way, to uh, <laughs> do a detailed question and send it, you know, uh, to the Facebook IBD, uh, you know, our private group. And, you know, say this is a compliance question and we'll try and accumulate those because she wants to see them first and not do live questions. So. Uh, that's, um, I'm not sure she'll be on next week. We will definitely post on Facebook if she will. But our attempt is to try and get questions answered. And I know a lot of people had questions about 
you know, about the lottery issues. And, and uh, you know, so I just want to make sure that everybody has a way to get their questions answered because we did not address all of them during the um, actual Academy q and There's just so many. So, yeah, so please give us something that uh, so that we can get your questions answered. Um, those, and, and something that, that um, I just, you know, remind is to say that if you are, if there's someone who has a booth at, at the uh, show and you have existing relationships with clients and friends or whatever, where you are, have been and will continue to provide sessions to their horse, and you're going to do that during the show, it's just, um, it's best practices anyway to introduce yourself to that vendor and, and explain to them, you know, these are my clients, I'm here, I'm not going to be soliciting new people, I'm not going to be out there advertising because you paid to do that through the booth, but um, I will be... Um, I do have my clients and that I'm going to be working with at this show. That's just, you know, and I was just going to have to talk a little bit about that because I know she, um, she does this really well and I know she does this often. So um, I was going to have her just kind of talk about kind of the way she does it because I know she does a good job of it. Um, and it's a good example of how you, you can do this and you can do it really well. So Tiff, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> That's fine. I do go to a lot of events, and the that's actually how I do it. I, I always talk with the event first because they know what's going on. They're, they, they're the ones putting it on. So they know if someone else is already um, representing Beamer. And if there is, then I don't even put in with compliance because that's just another step I don't need to pursue. So... I always check with the vendor first, the, the event, and then I file with compliance, of course. We have to do that. And then once I'm approved by both, then I proceed to, you know, have the event. You know, there are cases where the event's like, hey, we already have someone here representing Beamer. And I'm like, okay, so then I know from the start I don't need to file with compliance. And then once I get there, I just let them know. I go up to the booth, just like Cindy was saying. I go up to them. I introduce myself. Um, I'm, a, I'm obviously, um, I you know, I just tell them, hey, I'm here. I'm competing, but I also have clientele that I've already established, and I just want to let you know that you know I'm here and I'm going to be around doing doing sessions. But they're already, you know, my clients. So um, let's try to work together and, and let me know if you need anything. And I just talk to them for a little while and get to know them and you know it never hurts to know more people so <laughs> and obviously <laughs> we're there promoting products that we both enjoy and love and believe in so there's no sense in being rude or or anything you know I'm just not that kind of person so I I always I always just go and talk with them yeah that's just perfect and I, I don't know why why that seems difficult for some people, but you know some it's like well I'm pulling something on you or something I don't know I won't go into that, but uh, it's unfortunate that everybody doesn't do it that way. It's just you know be straight up, be straight you know, and every there's room for everybody. It's not like there's only you know 20 people that are potential customers. So 
yeah, thank you for for setting a, a good example and and showing people the best way to do it. Too. Well, and I also want to mention too. Um, in the past, I haven't been real good about the follow up. I'll just admit it. And I went to an event. And I wasn't a Beamer booth there, and I went up and I introduced myself, and I got to talking with the person. And it turns out we had multiple clients that we were both working with. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know. It was just it was a reality check, though, because I'm like, oh, you know, that was my – at one point I just thought this in my head. I didn't say it out loud, but I, I just mentioned to them, hey, yeah, I saw them at this event, and we talked as well. So – in those cases, it, it really kind of just makes me reflect back at myself and just think, hey, you know, I should have probably followed up with that person a little bit better because now we're at this event and he's telling this person telling me <laughs> that that's their client and it just made me realize that hey, you need to do your part and and that can reflect why. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Uh, and that, but having that happen to you, it usually only happens once, because it really puts it <laughs> up front in your face, going, uh oh, you know, um, maybe I maybe you know I met that person and didn't think they were that interested, but you know for whatever reason I wasn't able to follow up, and um, my bad, you know. So um, I suspect that won't ever happen to you again. No, <laughs> no, it won't. I learned my lesson on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Um, let's see, I do, I have a couple more things. Do we have callers, Rainy? Um, we do have Jane that wants to chat with us. So maybe let's, if Jane, if you don't mind holding on, we'll um, we'll finish up with what you have to um, uh, talk about, Cindy, and then we can we can go to Jane. Sure, okay. Um well, so one of the other things I want, I've been meaning to for uh, the last few weeks, but I know uh, I see this in, in chats and things on presentations when people are, you know, they listen to our recommended um, description of how to do, a, you know, a, particularly the, a proper first demo, you know, but uh, ongoing demos if you're, if you're doing that um, religiously with sessions and doing a lot of first-timers. Um, and one of the questions people say, well, why do you, why do you say, you know, I mean, a lot of barns have concrete aisles. Why do you say not to do it on concrete? And it's not, um, you know, part of the answer has always been, well, it's to be someplace that the horse is more comfortable with soft footing. And that's true. Um, and it's not, um, it's not something that's a hard and fast rule, but it is a recommendation for you to put to have some thought into it. And here's here's one of the reasons why that we even came out with that initially. And it's not um, it, it's something that doesn't happen. Hopefully, never happens again. But sometimes, you know, um, horses have, and this is going to be most applicable, I would think, to senior horses. Okay. Um, but um, and maybe Rainy can explain it more. But you know, horses have that uh, knee locking ability so that they can kind of uh, stabilize their legs and, and sleep while they're standing up. And um, sometimes when they are um, having a beamer session, 
it is possible that a horse can get so relaxed uh, that they go down. And this has happened. It's, so it's not a fabrication or imagination. It has happened, and more often with older horses. And then it can be very hard for a horse to get up on, uh, you know, slick concrete. And so just in order to prevent that possibility, that's why I always try and say I'm going to do it on, you know, I'm going to do it in the wash rack, someplace where there's, you know, like mats on the floor or, you know, uh, or bedding in the stall or something like that. Just to keep that in mind because uh, you don't want to ha- create that kind of a stressful situation. Um, and, um, again, doesn't happen often, but we want it to never happen. So when people ask, what's the reason for that? That's really the the uh, um, the background as to where that came from. So there, it, it wasn't an arbitrary thing. It was it was a preventive measure, if you will. I don't know if if or you if Rainy have had any experience with that, but um, you know, for other reasons, I've seen a horse go down on the concrete, and it can be you know it's pretty stressful, and they can hurt themselves getting up. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen horses go down on concrete for sure. I have not had it happen for me when I'm doing a beamer session. I've had a horse, like, drop its head so low it was dragging on the floor, just, just hanging there. <laughs> but I've never had them go, you know, go down. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, keeping that in mind, because if they get so relaxed, they may just decide, oh, I'm just going to go down. <laughs> and and it, it, can, it certainly can happen. And, um, and I have heard that it has happened. Um, so, yeah, you want to make sure footing and, and that you're not in a narrow space because if you get them in a narrow space when you're also doing that beamer session and they're down, they're going to have a hard time getting up too. You know, they're going to get in a bad situation where they're going to get fast. So you want to make sure yeah. that the the place that you're doing it has has room for the worst case possibility. Yeah. And, and room on cross ties too because imagine if they're tied tight yeah. and that happened. Then you got a really hurt horse. <laughs> yeah. So. Trying to avoid those kind of circumstances, folks, and keep everybody as uh, you know healthy and the beamer to be a positive experience. So um, anyway, that's just the background there. So um, uh, the other thing was, and, and I think maybe we, you know, if we want to do Jane first, but that we were going to talk about, okay, um, um, talk about from the testimonial side because I think a lot of us. Um, we tend to think about our, we have our experiences and, and we never practice being able to give a testimonial when somebody says, well, why do you use this? Or what do you like about it? Or what brought you to Beamer? And we come out with this long diatribe where we're throwing everything in there. The person <laughs> doesn't really care about that. Um, and, and there's a finesse to, to testimonial that you kind of can to somebody, if you're talking to a competitor, you might say something differently than you're talking to a breeder or somebody who trail rides on the weekends. So um, I really encourage people to practice, and we're going to do uh, um, some coverage of that a little bit today. Um, but uh, let's make sure that we get to Jane and anybody else. Yeah, it looks like, so I've got Jane, and then we do have another caller too. So let's start with that and let's see how much time we've got. All right. Okay. Hi, Jane. Thanks for calling. Hi. Cool. Hey, this is great. I love this discussion. Hi, everybody. Um, Hi. You know, Cindy, you always come up with some good stuff, I'll tell you. I'm looking at this, <laughs> how, and 
how when the horse might lie down. Now, I've, I've never had that happen, nor have I ever had my horse on anything where I would worry that they would end up on. But I'm going to use that as a sales tool in a way because, oh, we want to put your horse on uncomfortable footing. And they might look at you and go, what? Why? <laughs> Because Beamer is the only device where they might actually just want to go to sleep while it's on them. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really think about it. There's no way they're going to go to sleep with any other device because it can be Indeed. annoying, but it's certainly yeah. something that they're not going to go to sleep with. Yeah. And yeah. I think it yeah. just shows the gentleness, the, the lovely, lovely gentleness of the Beamer. So I had to throw that out. Um, I have one more and then one more thing. Um, I uh, heard from someone that I have a lot of respect for, um, I guess we were together, I often have the horse in in its stall. Um, and often, of course, there's hay in the stall. And if the horse wants to graze on the hay while I have the beamer on, I have absolutely no problem with that. I also have had uh, horses outside on grass and if they want to graze while the beamer's on them, I see absolutely no problem with that. I wonder if any of you do, um, because this person that I have respect for said, oh, I don't let them eat um, while I have the beamer on them. Hmm. Okay. You know, the primary reason for that, though, and it wouldn't be for a horse that was getting regular sessions necessarily, but if you're particularly demoing on a horse the first couple of times, you want the horse to really zone out and show, you know, give some of our typical beamer reactions. And if they're eating, I mean, you know, no, none of us can compete in any way with food. You know, food is going <laughs> to always be. And so, you know. Yeah, so sometimes the reactions that we look for that kind of demonstrate to the owner of, oh, look, the horse is really, you know, uh, is really relaxing and enjoying this. Some of those can be lost if they're chomping away. But it's not a a physiological restriction. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what what I was going to say is just that you – just like we talk about avoiding any distractions, like you don't want to feed them even in the, even in cross ties while they're feeding other horses, right? Because that's going to be their primary focus. And it's not that they're the, you know, Beamer is not working. It's just, you're not going to see it, right? Cause they've got bigger things on their mind than, you know, you're not going to see those soft lips. You're not going to see, you know, the head drop because every time somebody walks by with some, Hey, their head's going to pop up, you know, or, right. or whatever. So oh, right. it, it, it goes along those same lines of, avoiding distractions so that you can see the response. Excellent. I totally get that. And, you know, I'm I'm looking back and it's actually horses that I've had on the Beamer that are grazing. Um, And, and I think, uh, I think that's, that's a really good point. And it fits with this person that I have such respect for. Of course he would not do anything to um, avoid showing off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Two times ago, I wanted to uh, kind of wrap up a wonderful program with um, Dr. Vonk. Um, and, and I will tell you, this is written by my niece. Um, she has a doctor, PhD, Linda Parkhurst. Um, but she's, 
spent her life um, teaching, kind of jumper mostly. Um, she's written everything. But um, she, can I just share what she says about what working with horses is about? It's not very long. Please. There, okay, so there are elements of art, science, education, and sport in the development and maintenance of horses and riders. Uh, my niece, she practices a system borrowed, quote, borrowed from all her great teachers, two-legged and four-legged. Learn through the variety of exercises to enhance your relationship with horses by fine-tuning your awareness, practicing clear intent, and experiencing pure empathy for your horse. I think that's a pretty darn good wrap-up. It's, it's um, beautiful, yeah, and, and this was in this was in a. This was a close. Uh, this was a comment that we we ran out of time. I know my sh- the show is about to end when we were talking about. Um, <laughs> riders and and horses in balance um with each other. Yeah. Um and so I think that's yeah. I think that's perfect. Good. Good. Well, I I thought it was too and it's a little late but um <laughs> I'm very proud of my niece, of course. <laughs> um, yes, and thank but, you for yeah, sharing. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure you all and thank you again for everything you do and Tiff also all of you are just uh great to listen to. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Jane. Thank Always you, good Jane. to hear from you. Bye. Bye, Jane. Uh, our next caller is area code 801. Area code 801, you're live on Blog Talk. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's Cindy from Utah. I was trying to put my phone on do not disturb I put on airplane mode but then I didn't know if it makes it so you can't hear because my family is texting (laughs) off the wall so (laughs) Um, thank you for the things that you share always and I was on the horse academy which was two days after our Salt Lake event so it was kind of a crazy week but um, I appreciated so Hearing you talk about horses sleeping, standing up, and I don't recall this being shared in the academy. So I have a question, and that is I beamed a horse, and about, you know, 10 or 15 minutes after I beamed it, it was laying down on its side the way a dog would sleep. And so I wanted to ask, so tell me, when – do they sleep standing up, and when do they sleep laying down, or what's the difference there? Well, obviously, they need to be down, you know, to rest their legs, you know, but they don't sleep a long time that way, because remember, as a prey animal, you got to see what's creeping up on you, um, and so I don't think and Rainey, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's any rule to say this is when they do this or that. I mean, if they're in a situation where they're not comfortable lying down or they are just going to take a little cat nap or something, that's when they would be sleeping on their feet. And Tiff, do you have anything to add to that too? Uh, it just depends on the horse. You know, a lot of horses like to lay mm-hmm. down. Some of them you'll see 
and on a sunny day just laying out sunning themselves, you know, like someone would lay by a beach, for instance. So, I mean, when you, getting when you think of a horse, yeah, they're just getting their getting their sun. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, on the backs of their legs, you'll see from them laying down the, the little sores, like bed, they call them bed sores. Um, if they're in, like, you know, a little bit tougher ground, maybe not super fluffy um shavings for instance and then sometimes you'll see them just standing there in the sun or in the shade just resting standing up so it just kind of depends but all of it yeah and I yeah I was going to say and I don't I as far as I know there isn't a you know a set you know time that they do one or the other um but yeah and and it is definitely going to depend on horses I've had I've had horses that you know you can tell they've laid down like every night and I have horses that hardly look like they lay down, um, you know, at night, um, especially like when you look at their stalls and things like that. And so, and there are some that lay flat out, like you said, and there's some that I've never seen lay flat out like that. So um, yeah, I think it very much depends on the horse and I think any and all are acceptable as long as they're not, you know, in distress. Yeah. And how safe they feel depends a lot Mm -hmm. on how they, And, and from personal experience, I can say, that horses who don't usually lay down um, and you take them to a show and put fresh shavings in there and you groom them up and you want to uh, make sure that you're ready, that's when they lay down so that they have a nice Uh coat of shavings. And probably poop first and then lay down in it. So when you come the next morning for the show, they're messy. Yeah, you have to wash them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so there's no rhyme or reason, and it's just different. I mean, it's the same thing with, you know, give them a Bema session and read the horse. And But uh, I was just good. I just wondered if, the, you know, if most horses sleep on their side at night, or uh, and that's good to hear that they're just all different. Yeah. It's like we're all different. Yep. Well, think about the horse is going to probably snow more than three or four hours a day, and it's going to be in 15, 20-minute increments. It's not like they... You know, they don't go to bed and wake up eight hours later like we do. So mm-hmm. very different path. Well, this owner was very impressed after I beamed that horse. And, oh, like Tiff, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I think I should follow up with him because yeah. <laughs> he was very impressed with what, with how the horse relaxed after the session. So. And, and so my guess is that wasn't unusual for that horse in, in a truly relaxed state to, to lay flat on its side like that. You know, some horses, I've, mm-hmm. you know, some of my horses I've never seen that lay like that, but there's some horses that do. So, obviously, that owner knew yeah. that's a state of total relaxation for my horse. Like, that is, that's a good, that's a good thing. And so, and just like, they all respond different. I mean, they're all going to respond. We see a lot of similarities in the way they respond during a Beamer session, but we also see differences. You know, some, some, every time I've done a Beamer session, as soon as I finish, will will urinate or defecate. Um, and some, some don't, but some, every time I do, I just know like, okay, get, you know, get ready for this because that's going to happen. And so, and for this horse, it was like, yep, I just had my, you know, treatment and my session, I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs) So, um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of how the horse responded to that particular session. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Always appreciate listening to your call. And a great question. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, cool. All okay. right. Well, Cindy, 
unfortunately, now it's 9.35, and we didn't get to testimonials. So I don't know if this is something maybe we want to say for a, next, a different show. Well, since Tiff said she's ready and we don't always know if she's oh, absolutely ill, maybe we <laughs> could take advantage. I guess, um, you yeah. know, the idea is that, that um, we're not – we want to avoid telling our life story and where we went to kindergarten <laughs> and things like that. And, and people tend to talk more or say things. It's kind of like they're filling time because they're a little bit nervous. And that just comes from not being prepared or feeling confident or not practicing. And so I really encourage you to think about what some, a whole repertoire, if you will, of, of uh, testimonials would be so that you can practice them. And don't think you can do it, oh, I, I know what to say, because when you're on the spot, it, you know, it, you tend to lose your mind. Um, <laughs> and so what, so Jeff, since, since um, you had kind of volunteered to say, what if somebody, if you're at, at uh, let's say you're at a show, and somebody says, well, why, you know, you can answer one of the two things, you know, what, you know, what brought you to Beamer or two, uh, why do you like this? What, you know, why do you? So what I tell people, I'll just share a little bit about what I noticed and why I'm here. I had a show horse that I was showing and the we were at a show and I had a farrier just trim her up, put the shoes back on and get ready to go. Well the farrier didn't do um unfortunately he is very good but in this particular case he cut her a little bit too short and she ended up not not responding well <laughs> to that. And so um check her out. We had this whole ordeal of things going on that led up to what had happened and I was looking for a solution and a safe solution and lots of um, she was a very expensive horse and so um, I stumbled across I was actually limping around also <laughs> and so I stumbled across the booth and they helped me with my um, foot and over the next couple of days, I got to know about the horse unit. I got to know about the human unit. And it really, really helped both of us, actually. And so <laughs> I was very intrigued. And I loved the fact that it was safe. And it did. It really helped her come back within half the time. And so with what the vets had seen and what I had experienced personally and all of the things that had happened, I was sold. I'm like, I have got to own this unit. I have got to own this product. It's just an amazing product. And since then, it showed me so many things that it's done for myself and my horse. So that's perfect because you gave a great personal example, or actually double examples, you know, from on mm -hmm. both the human and, and horse side. And, you know, those are pretty compelling reasons that I'm sure that the person who, that you're talking to, you know, would want some more details about. But that's going to, that's going to, you know, that established your credibility, you know, and, um, and was really good information to share. So um, let's, you know, for those that can 
call in live and you want to practice testimonials, we offer to do this periodically, but think about that for another time because that way we could give you feedback and it's objective, friendly feedback um, on, you know, what things you might want to emphasize or not say or, or things like that. So take advantage of that. I'm I'm looking at that we hope that next week we might switch out with Dr. Marlies. It would normally be her usage time on Blog Talk, but we can do that on a different date, a different Thursday. And the goal will be if I can get Michelle Lautner on from compliance. So please, you know, give me questions. She needs to have them in advance. So um, take advantage of this and let's make the best use of her time. So, and if you have the questions, we know that somebody else does too. Absolutely. Um, and I, I did just want to reiterate that. So, so next week is either going to be usage with Dr. Vonk, but we might push that a week if we can get um, Michelle Lautner from Compliance to come on because we'd really like to do that bef uh, before that academy so we can kind of get some of those questions answered that you guys have. So please help us out um, because um, she's we're on we're having her on here for – for you guys. So if we really want to know what questions you will have for her and things that we can um, have her clarify and answer. So um, yes, please, please talk to us over Facebook and we would, uh, we'd be happy to get those questions together for her and, and help her um, chat with you guys to, to give those answers so that we can all learn. Um, I really quickly, we did have somebody that popped back on. I, I, I might have to might have to cut you off and, and say let's wait till um, next week with this, but we've got area code five zero or sorry five three zero area code five three zero. Um, you're live on Blog Talk, and if it's a quick one, we can do it this week. Otherwise, I may say call back next week. Hello. Hi, this is Kate calling in, and I'll be quick. I'm the Hi, person Kate. who asked um, when we were talking um, about the using the cuffs and. I asked about the lymphatic system of the horse. Um, oh, and yes. perhaps that's me. Um, a question came to mind. Here's a suggestion. You know, in, in the way we uh, most horses live today, or many horses live today, is not in tune with nature, the natural way they would be living, as it is taught. And so when you're talking to someone with a horse, and yourself, and about us, the horses are going through the same thing. I grew up with horses, um, and, you know, where there was lots of, and we never trailered, we rode on the farmland and on, on our country roads. But I remember looking out in the pasture with the horses lying in the summer sun, and it was such a feeling of peace, and uh, I, I still hold that in my memory. So whatever we can do to help us live in this world, the way we're, we're living, and the horses as well is a beautiful thing. So to share that with people. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. So um, it, 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 and there's never every single horse is lying down. There's at least one standing up watching guard, typically. <laughs> Yeah, that raises the point too. They lived in herds. They weren't living alone, right? Horses didn't yeah, live alone. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not you now horses around. Yeah. And the other thing is too, it's recently come to my 
now I think it's rather new in information in human physiology, that we create inside our mitochondria um, melatonin in the day as a result of being exposed to near-infrared light. I'm guessing horses have the same thing. So a lot of horses don't even get enough sunshine, right, let alone running activity and, you know, living with other horses and being faster. So uh, another point that maybe Dr. Bonk could talk about, um, at least we know that if the horses aren't getting the sunshine that they used to get all the time, right, they didn't live in barns. Um, And you can get the, even in the wintertime, you get the... um, near-infrared light. So you even get near-infrared light when you're in the woods, in the trails. So uh, how important it is for mitochondrial health in the horses. And yet they're not getting as much as they used to. So whatever we can do to enhance circulation, I guess can't say it, but that and then in turn <laughs> helps with the benefit in the mitochondria. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And I, I've written down all those things to, to chat with. Um, I definitely already had the lymphatic um, system and how it affects how Beamer is, um, you know, how Beamer responds with that for Dr. Vonk. But I will add these as well. And like I said, it, it was supposed to be next week, but we may be pushing that a week. Just for your information, check Facebook. We will let you guys know on Facebook what we're doing next week and what we're pushing to the next week, the week after. So Dr. Vonk will definitely be on, but it may be a week delayed because of trying to get Michelle Lautner on. So. Okay. But thank, thank you, Kate, you. so much for your question and your comments more. more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we are just about to get cut off here. So what I'm going to do is um, uh, see if, if uh, Tiff and Cindy, uh, any final words? Tiff. Hey, great blog talk, Rainy, Cindy, and everyone. Thanks for calling in and glad to be here and hope to be here again next week. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, Tiff. It's always great to have you. And Cindy. Yeah, just real quick, uh, thanks to everybody in advance for sending in your questions, detailed questions, so we can actually understand them for sure, so that we can make sure that we'll get answers for you. So thank you. Absolutely. Yes, and, and please do that, because we would love to get the questions that you have. We have the perfect person to answer them, and, and hopefully we'll have her on either next week or the, or the week after. But always remember, you can always send questions, um, uses questions, or even just general questions that Cindy and I and Tiff can answer on any of the shows. Um, please use that um, media source, that, you know, that Facebook IBD page, to talk with us, because we're happy to talk about anything you guys want us to talk about. So. Um, please remember to use that because we will we will take advantage of it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for calling in, for listening, everyone who's going to listen to the recordings. We appreciate you guys. Um, and be sure to tune into all the other blog talks. We do great things on all the other days. But we're going to meet you here back next Thursday with either uh, Michelle Lautner from Compliance or Dr. Marley Spunk for usage. We're, we're going to flip-flop those weeks. <laughs> we'll see who's going to be on where. But we'll let you know on that Facebook page. All right. Bye, everyone. I hope you have such a great week. Bye, Tiff. Bye, Cindy. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.